The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Today on CityCast Salt Lake. As of yesterday morning, 27 Salt Lake County residents have tested positive for monkeypox. And one of them is my guest today, Addison Jenkins. This show is a two-parter. Today, I talk to Addison about his personal experience, and tomorrow, we're getting specific answers from the Salt Lake County Health Department. It's Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. So Addison, where does your journey in figuring out whether or not you have monkeypox begin? So Salt Lake had a monkeypox vaccine clinic um, that just so happened to be the afternoon before I was supposed to fly to San Diego for Pride weekend. Okay. Um, So I ran over to the vaccine clinic, got my first dose, finished up packing. We flew to San Diego like a few hours later. Okay. uh, Me and some friends. Yeah. We um, spent the weekend in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to some house parties. We went to the beach a few times. We went to just, you know, normal yeah. pride stuff. Fun San Diego um, stuff. Fun San Diego is like the best city. So mm. hit it up whether you're gay or not. <laughs> um, obviously, monkeypox was on everybody's minds. Yeah. I didn't know anybody personally at that point that had had monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen people posting about it on Twitter, especially... I follow a decent number of um, gay men in New York, and mm. New York, I think, got hit first. Yeah. So I'd started seeing some pretty, um, you know, gruesome pictures and experiences and stuff on Twitter. So I was like, oh, I do not want that. So I was really glad I was able to get the vaccine and the first dose um, before we headed to San Diego. Yeah. Um, later that week, when after we'd gotten home mm-hmm. now, um, one of our friends started seeing some bumps. Hmm. Um, I didn't put a ton of stock into it at first. Um, and then they went and got tested and four or five days after we'd gotten home, they tested positive for monkeypox. And I started experiencing the flu-like symptoms the night before, Hmm. which up until that point, I did not realize were part of some of the symptom profile of monkeypox. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So I called the, the health department, the county health, satellite cousin health department. Um, just to say, hey, you know, a person that I have been around recently thinks they might have monkeypox. Um, I'm not exhibiting symptoms. Do I need to, you know, what should I be doing? Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, look for these symptoms, the flu-like ones, and, you know, keep us posted. And if you start getting pox, you know, you can get those tested, et cetera. Hmm. Um, that was my first kind of like learning curve was realizing that the flu-like symptoms were totally like one of the main symptoms, actually. Right. You know, fever, aches, chills, um, like muscle aches, uh, fatigue, just kind of exhausted for all of Friday. Yeah. I mean, they sound like COVID-19 symptoms too. 
Yes, actually. So that was one of the things I was like, oh, maybe this is just COVID. So right. I took a COVID test on Friday as my symptoms were starting to get pretty strong and that came back negative. So I said, okay, so it's not COVID. Um, and just to be clear, so the Salt Lake County told you we can't test you unless you have pox for us to test. So just keep an right. eye on your symptoms was basically the guidance. And did they encourage you to quarantine? Yes. My friend's test had come back positive for monkeypox. Mm -hmm. So then I was a confirmed exposure. Okay. And at that point, I had the flu-like symptoms. So they said, you're having symptoms that we would expect. Hmm. And at that point, they were like, you should be isolating. And that's when I called work and said, hey, you know, here's the situation. But for a few days, I was telling people I was in monkeypox purgatory because yeah. I was kind of trapped. Right. And didn't want to have pox, but also if I never got them, then how could we know? Right. So six days into my symptoms, I said, hey, can I just go and see if like a rectal swab will come back positive? So I went into my doctor, the nurse did some swabs. The other interesting thing, she actually swabbed a couple of things on my, the outside of my thighs hmm. that I thought just looked like normal ingrown hairs. And then the next day they came back both positive for monkeypox. Hmm. So I guess in my case, what's interesting is that like, it seems like the vaccine obviously has been lessening my symptoms. Yeah. Hmm. Well, how are you feeling? A lot better. A lot better. Um, all the flu-like symptoms have disappeared. And yeah, basically what's left is the rectal symptoms. I do still have a little like scabby little pox things um, that again are like not what they look like online, hmm. luckily for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, as far as I know, that means that they're still um, can be contagious so they can shed virus. Um, what have you been told about when you can, you know, because I'm assuming right now you're probably in full quarantine, which we've yeah. all had a, quite a bit of experience with now. So yeah, totally. <laughs> um, currently for me, my biggest um, like risk factor to other people mm -hmm. is if I were to use like the restroom in a shared or public restroom, that's where I would be shedding virus particles um, okay. the most. Hmm. Um, so the good news is that I don't pose a huge, like I've gone on like neighborhood walks with friends, I'll put on a mask and then, you know, they come meet me at my door and we just go on a little walk around right. the neighborhood. That's nice. That's like, oh, I can get some, you know, social time and some exercise and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the health department said, you know, they've been, they were thinking they were going to get some updated guidance from the CDC as far as like re relaxing some of the restrictions a little bit. Hmm. Um, but the last I'd heard, they're still pretty much the same. And they said, basically, you have to wait for the lesions to scab over and fall up and have new skin under them. Hmm. Um, and so they said, you know, right now it takes people two to four weeks for them <sighs> to fully recover and not be um, contagious anymore. Hmm. Yeah. That's a really long time, like thinking yeah. about just like if you're a parent or a caregiver or if you don't have paid sick days or that's just a long time to be in quarantine. Totally. That's I am still I mean, I just started kind of the early stages of working through that with my employer. Yeah. Um, all these different things. And I need to figure out all of the details right. and what all my options are. But but the fact that it was not like, oh, you are going to be out for like a sickness that's 
just starting to emerge in our society. You might be gone for a month and it's there wasn't any guarantee of mm. um, any sort of pay or something like that. I was like, oh, this is uh, a whole nother like issue that I'm going to have to deal with and work on. Yeah. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons, maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. One of the things that feels so prominent to me and the experience that you're sharing with me is that you're like have been consistently kind of in this gray area where you want to do the Mm. right thing but you're not necessarily sure what that is and you like as a person seem extremely proactive and like thoughtful and so you have pursued guidance pretty relentlessly but that's not always the case and I'm curious are there bigger questions that this experience has raised for you about this virus? Yeah, I, I've been surprised. The number of people I posted, like my Twitter thread, I posted some information on my Instagram story, and the number of people are like, "Wow, you're being like really proactive and like talking to people about this." And I was like, "Well, it's a disease, and yeah. there's no shame in getting a disease, and we would want few people to get it. So, like, That's let's right. all talk about this as much as possible." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the gray area of so many different aspects of it has been one of the harder. I mean, it's new. So public health is scrambling to know everything they can. Work doesn't have any sort of, you know, we have like COVID protocols. Right. But I'm, I imagine I'm the first person um, at UTA who's gotten monkeypox. So they're like, well, we don't know what to do about this. Right. Um, that has been pretty tough. And I think realizing, I mean, it's kind of a cliche at this point to be like, why doesn't America have a more robust frontline public health 
respond to emerging viruses response. Like mm-hmm. we've got a lot of holes in the system mm. and getting monkeypox at this stage of the, you know, as far as like this early on in our, our general experience with it has been like, oh, we don't have answers for a lot of things, both specifically for monkeypox, but then also systemically for, you know, society at large. Right. Yeah. When you are sick with anything, answers is the thing you want the most. <laughs> Like, even if it's just a headache, right? It's like, when will this end? What can Advil promise in terms of relief? Like, that is the thing we're all seeking. And yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I felt even a little bit silly, like the fact that I was in pretty intense pain. You know, I went in to get tested and the nurse was like, oh, you can be taking way more ibuprofen and Tylenol that you've been taking. I was like, oh, that would have saved me a lot of grief. Yeah. Like three, four days. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The silver lining of the fact that monkeypox is spreading amongst the like queer male community is that like, I now have friends and friends of friends, a lot of people I know who have experienced it or know somebody has. So we have like a pretty good support network amongst us, at least of dealing with the kind of emotional aspects of it. Yeah. So we're just trying to be as effective and efficient as possible at preventing further outbreaks and limiting the spread of this virus. Right. Like a lot of people have started taking kind of personal decisions um, because they haven't gotten a vaccine yet or they've only got one dose or they just got it yesterday and it's not, you know, really effective in them yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I've I've seen like a variety of both like personal and organizational responses to the level of the situation that we're in right now. (sighs) I really hate that in particular because we are doing our best to navigate late stage pandemic. Yeah. Particularly in Utah, in a state where laws are being written that target queer people, queer children, gay men, trans people. Gathering to have fun is like one of the most important forms of resistance. And that being undermined by this new virus is just awful. (laughs) That's been very frustrating. Like after like two years of of cold inside, not hot girl summers, it's like, you know, people were excited about stuff Mm -hmm. and it's not totally ruined or anything, but it's frustrating to come off of COVID, Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously still happening and still impacting people. Yeah. And, and then to now have this. A new scary thing. Yeah. And for it to be like specific to, or like concentrated in the gay and queer male culture right now that's like extra frustrating right especially like you were saying you know we've got this whole like the like resurgence of just like outright blatant um homophobia and Mm -hmm. transphobia and queerphobia from conservative republican maga whatever kind of people is just like oh what a that was it's annoying (laughs) it's not fun no it's awful addison thank you so much thank you One more thing before we go. If you want to read more about Addison's experience with monkeypox, you can find him on Twitter at Addison D. Jenkins. He is a delightful Twitter friend. Tomorrow morning, we will publish part two of this show. 
I'm talking to Nicholas Rupp, a spokesperson for the Salt Lake County Health Department, and posing to him all the questions raised in my conversation with Addison, as well as some others like, when will we all be able to get vaccinated for monkeypox? And does it live on surfaces? If you want information right this moment about anything related to monkeypox, I recommend you turn to slco.org health. That's the Salt Lake County Health Department's website. And on their landing page is a banner that leads to more info about monkeypox, as well as a hotline that you can call with questions. for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with part two of this episode. Bye.